Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. Let's start with the real talk, Carol. I think it's so easy when you're creating content, when you're sharing things with people, when you're in people's ears, eyes, inboxes, to just pretend everything is okay. And for you today... Well, it's okay. I know, but we don't need to sugarcoat it. You're struggling. And just to be yeah, real and be sure. honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not trying I almost, to make you feel bad. Oh, no. Yeah. I just, I'm communicating with you yeah. that like attitude wise and like feelings wise, I feel okay about it. It's that physically I don't feel great right now. I, I messed up my eyes. Yeah. That's weird. I know. You've I, got this, uh, for those of you who don't know, may not have heard, we've talked about it a couple of times here and there. You have this eye dysfunction called binocular vision dysfunction. Yeah. Which is like a super scary name for just the term for your eyes are vertically misaligned and it just causes some, some issues because your brain is trying to put the pictures together of both your eyes and if it can't match it up correctly, you know, it, it throws off your balance. It can cause vertigo. It, um, for me, it can cause really bad headaches. Like it's all these things. Um, and are anxiety. You sure, are you sure you don't want to get a robot eye? I mean, at this point today, yeah. you, I, I would really strongly consider it. Yeah. I would be like, yeah. but, um, no, this is something that is actually a positive thing in my life because, once I discovered that I had it and I got the right prescription for my glasses, like it solved a lot of my physical maladies. <laughs> um, did which, it solve which them? then calls Well, I guess it did, yeah. Yeah, it, it helped, did. Yeah, Quite a bit. Because you were I this is amazing how humans work, right? Like a couple of years ago, there was a time when you were waking up every single day of your life super dizzy. Super dizzy. And to think that that was a thing that you dealt with for so many days, weeks, and months on end. Oof, anybody who like, like I hate being dizzy. Like you, There yeah. are people who are like, spin me around in a circle. I would love to be dizzy. That is not Who are me. those people? I don't know, but there are those people and I am not with them. Woof. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I just, I wanted you to share that because for you to be able to sit down and record this podcast episode, to push through, to still be getting work done, to be on this trip and doing things. And we're going to share some Pranvel updates, but it is difficult. Like there yeah, are just and- some struggles and that's not to say that our struggles are more than anybody else's. It's just to share that there are some struggles. Yeah, we, you know, we we have our own challenges as well. Um, and and to be perfectly honest, this is one of my big kind of like fears going into this trip because I have a very specific glasses prescription that allows me to like uh, operate go in the world. Ab- <laughs> operate in the world, go about my day. You can tell even like my my language faculties are not completely there, and it's because. I can feel that my brain resources are going towards the sensations of what's happening with my eyes. So if I'm not as eloquent as I normally am in this episode, you'll understand why. But this was a fear for me, like so much so that we ordered like backup glasses and I have those with me and stuff. Um, So there's that element to it is there's a little bit of like, oh man, like this is something that I, you know, was afraid of, like my glasses breaking or something happening, but it's fine. I think it's really temporary. I think I have narrowed it down to something to do with, I have prescription sunglasses that are this same prescription that helps my, um, binocular vision dysfunction. And I think the prescriptions offer something. So my new experiment is going to be to not wear those sunglasses and just 
maybe figure out another solution. I want to get you some of those cool flip-up shades. I mean, I like that you 1, can just thousand percent would wear the flip-up shades yeah. if it meant I didn't feel like I do right now. So anyway, we're starting with that because we're real people and yeah. we like to tell you like where we're coming from in yeah, all and, of these episodes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of where we're coming from. Oh, good segue. Let's pram So last week we finished up our tour de Kinsale mm-hmm. and we told you that we hopped in the car and then we drove somewhere and we ended up somewhere. Right. Where did we where end up? Where we ended up is a tiny little town. And when I say town, I don't mean there's a stoplight. I don't even mean there's a stop sign. It is one row oh, of... Oh, there's got to be a stop sign. I haven't seen one. I think there is. And maybe it's just because I drove right through it. <laughs> is the town of Bally Bunyan. Mm-hmm. So this is across to the west coast of Ireland. We essentially drove... Uh, it was like a two and a half hour drive across. We could have d- done like a 12 hour drive, which would have been taking the <laughs> wild Atlantic way the entire time, right. uh, which we did end up, you, you end up kind of in parts of it when we started and then also when we ended the drive. Uh, but just such a, a fun little town. The way we found this town was kind of the same way we found Kinsale. We found an Airbnb that looked awesome and it's right on a beach. And it ended up being in the small town and we kind of looked at, we were still looking at photos. We're like, I mean, it's tiny, but also kind of cool. Like, let's and plus, we love beaches. We love natural. We've, you know, this about us if you've been listening to our travels. But like, we love being able to look out over water and nature. Yeah. <laughs> like, pretty much all of our locations thus far have been right next to water. Yeah. So this is a recurring theme, but um, we will go inland eventually. But this is just something that we really loved about this area. And we wanted to experience like small town life. And um, I have to say that, well, first of all, the drive we did, I felt so, I cannot tell you so much more confident getting into that car and driving from Kinsale to here because we had driven so, not not so much in Kinsale, but every day we drove to the gym, which was like a seven minute drive. And it just like got us comfortable. But you're just like, you're, you're always on the left. You're always on the left. And so you, you do get used to that. Uh, we'll share a story, I think next episode about driving on a day trip and like we hadn't driven in like a week. And so we didn't stay left, uh, but it was fine. Uh, we're still here. So obviously it was fine. But yeah, I, I think the, the drive here getting into the, like it started out rainy when we were driving and it ended up. We, we made a Which stop Which I was halfway. like, oh, great. It's yeah. going to wet roads and clouds and whatever. But Jason was like, I have this feeling that we're going to stop for lunch. Second and half. the second half is going to be where the sun comes out. And he was correct. Certainly was. And when I tell you that arriving in this little beach town with the sun shining, with the bluest of skies, yeah. driving down this windy road down well, to the beach. I, here's a quick paint pic- painted picture for you of arriving. Paint the picture. We were pulling up to the town. And it's like, welcome to Bally Bunyan. We drove past seven buildings. We made one turn. We were at the Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. We had gone through the whole town. Yeah. I just want you to know that was it. That and was we were sort town. of like we hadn't gotten our bearings yet, so we were like, oh, maybe, maybe the downtown. Like we don't, we didn't right. drive through it. No, nope, we, yes, we did. No, nope, yes, we absolutely we did. did. Uh, but yeah, as Caroline was saying, so we we parked the car. We met our host Siobhan, and we'll talk about her in a second. But the kind of like the most magical part was we brought all of our stuff in, and then the sun was setting. And so we went out on the beach, which is directly out from the uh, Airbnb. And uh, when we put the, the video together for Bally Bunyan, you'll be able to see that on YouTube. But it was just this gorgeous sunset. You could kind of explore this little cliff area that was on the right with and these rocks. And they had these like caves. Yeah. And it just was, 
it was such a wonderful, welcoming moment to this little. Did you also remember that town. Siobhan had a nice little care package waiting for us? Oh, I she did. had champagne. Yeah, she had local honey for yeah. that they have for their. They have bees. They have an apiary. They have yeah. an apiary. I just like being able to say apiary. I know you do. Yeah. Um, this little care package. So just being just able some to... some soda bread. There was also <gasps> some Jameson Black Barrel in there, which I I tried to put a dent in, but like I've had like we can't two handle, fingers we of that can't whiskey. Handle our whiskey. Yeah, it really can't. Uh, uh, but that was just so lovely. It was and, so lovely. And she was so lovely. You want to tell the Siobhan story? <laughs> sure. Okay. So on top of the amazing uh, care package, immediately upon parking, we Siobhan said, I'll be at the house to meet you so we, I can take you around and show you whatever you need to know about the house. And so I get out of the car and I look and she is wearing the most made vibrant carol-esque sweater yes. that i've ever seen it's yes. this cardigan this like heavy cardigan that has all the smashed patterns together <laughs> it's got black white navy blue pink hot pink yeah teal green, green everything in it in this but in a very pleasing yep. mixture it looks like you're wearing a painting you're, is it looks what like it looks you're wearing like. a painting and specifically one of my paintings yes. probably yeah and so immediately i introduced myself and then my second sentence out of my I'm mouth i'm talking is, to her i'm like siobhan so good to I'm meet like, you blah, blah. i'm really sorry to interrupt i'm like i need to know where you got your cardigan because <laughs> i know you don't know me yet but that i need that on that my me. my person that's me and she was so lovely and told me oh my gosh i'll send you the link and everything and so it was she did immediately she yeah. sent me the link to a little to a local store department store where she bought it and when I tell you that I ordered it and it arrived two days later. Amazing. Yeah. I'm just basically, you know, now that I'm not in, on Instagram anymore, I'm just influencer shopping, but with <laughs> physical people in the real yeah. world. One person <laughs> influenced you. Like, uh, hey, can you link that up yeah, for me? I will. Speaking of linking that up, I will link in the show notes the exact cardigan that Caroline bought so you all can take a look at it and you can see and go, oh yeah, that is Caroline. Because when I saw Siobhan wearing this... And then when, and I, you know, I was like, oh yeah, that's something Caroline would wear. Yeah. But then when it showed up and you put it on, there is not a more Caroline piece of clothing I've ever seen yeah, in my life. Yeah, and I actually am having to kick out a couple of other items in my clothing well, so that I can take this. Well, you six jackets, so you got to get rid okay, of one. the jacket people need to calm <laughs> down. I've used all the jackets, my goodness. Uh, that so is technically another, like... Over, <laughs> like an outerwear piece I've added. It absolutely is. Your girl loves outer outerwear. Yeah, and so what a what a fun journey that was. Also putting the address in the site, and then we were uh, WhatsApp messaging with Siobhan, and she was basically saying like, "Yeah, just put the address. It'll be fine. I'll just tell the postwoman that you're getting a package." She was like, "If there's a place for notes, put Siobhan's house." <laughs> yeah, like the, the uh, there's the place that we're staying. There are four houses. We feel so lucky. There are four houses on this tiny beach in Valley mm -hmm. Bunyan. We're staying in one of them. It's, it's so neat. It's amazing. And they're not all rental homes. Like, they're not homes that people rent all the time. Like, people live here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we just feel so fortunate. Siobhan has been absolutely amazing. Her welcome gift was amazing. Her cardigan was the amazing. The whole, like, small town vibe of this place has completely lived up to what you want from a small town, right? Like, you you, you just, you feel like you're a part of yeah. the people. You, you see everybody. You, you go to everybody. restaurants and then they talk to you because they've talked to Siobhan and they've yeah. heard about you already and oh, it's the best that feeling. That wasn't on our list, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. What to talk about today? The Coast Cafe? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, I don't see it in my notes here, so That's I'm just okay. making sure that we get in trouble. I thought you were referring to the locals in no, town no, 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 portion no. of that. So we, we went to, there's a little breakfast restaurant here called the Coast Cafe, and we we sit down. The menu has like four things on it. Uh, again, we walked pretty much all the way through downtown to get to it, and <laughs> we sit down. Uh, I order a scone and some tea. You order some water, and then I think the waitress comes back and like you know, gets something, and she goes, 
Uh, are you two staying uh, at the beach? Are you the couple staying at the beach house? And, you know, in that moment, having not been here for two weeks, you're like, that can't possibly be about us because this is a town with lots of people. And we were like, part, we were like, pardon? What? And she goes, yeah, Siobhan's house. And we were like, oh, yes, oh, that's us. Oh, You've okay. You've heard of us. So we are the thing that's happening. And then before we know it, she's sat down at <laughs> yes. our table. Yeah. We've discussed our favorite Airbnbs. She's yes. told us about this tree house that she stayed in. Yep. And like her favorite vacations. And we have a new best friend. Yeah. So that was a little small town moment. The other really fun small town moment was there's a hotel restaurant here called Marine Boutique Hotel and Restaurant. And it's... Uh, owner run. So I'm pretty sure that woman that we talked to is the owner. I'm pretty sure it is. But they have a little uh, coffee window called the hatch. Mm -hmm. It's it's in the same building. Like you, it's just a window as they, op they open it up, but there's all kinds of pastries and things. Really and good so, pastries. Uh, one morning we were walking by after coming back from the leisure center, which is the gym. Uh, we, we ordered some things, saw her. She was lovely. First time we'd ever seen this person. That night was the first night they were opening the restaurant for dinner. So we went to Hatch, we got a couple things, we went home, for blah, breakfast. blah, blah, for breakfast. We go home, we have the whole day. We come back for dinner that night. The same woman who was at the window was now at the front desk of the restaurant and was like, oh, fancy seeing you here. And it's just, it's so charming. I also thought like it couldn't get smaller than Kinsale because Kinsale is a very small town. Oh my gosh, it can get so oh, much smaller. Oh, of course it can. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's just been one of those really magical things. And, and for those of you wondering, like, why did you guys pick, like, such a small town when there's so many towns you could see and, like, lots of other things to do? This time for us, as you heard in our very sophisticated ad read, uh, is our spring enrollment for Wayman Limited. Right. So we wanted to have the two weeks leading up to that as calm least amount of things going on. Like I can't imagine having been in Lisbon and getting no. ready for a launch now no. that we have been Would've here. Would have been stressful. So we definitely know that for the fall because we do open up in, in the enrollment in fall as well. So we're going to have to do another two week stint where it's just getting all the things done that you have to get done for your business. It's very nice to be able to do it in this type of uh, kind of lifestyle mm -hmm. because it's just so slow. Like there's just, it's slow. there are no restaurants open during the week right, right. now in so the off you, season. Yeah. So you're not, you're not feeling tempted by that FOMO yeah. that we've talked about before of, Oh, I'm missing out on all these things. You're just like, no, I'm living in this town for two weeks and just experiencing what that's like. And you know, staying at a beautiful place. And if you stay at a beautiful place, you want to take full advantage of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the other thing that this, this town has really showed me, and I've said this to you like 14 times, so it feels like I've said it everywhere, but I just love being able to walk everywhere. Yeah. Like I love being able to leave our front door, walk up to the grocery store, leave our front door, walk to the leisure center, leave our front door, walk to the coffee shop slash hotel slash restaurant. <laughs> and it's just, everything is just right here. And I don't know if I could live in a town this small full time. It's too small for I me. I think it's too small because there's just like... You run out of things to do. Right. Um, and Maybe also, it it's, to feel it's very much a tourist town, like they've mentioned in the summertime. Like, it just gets wild. Yeah. We were here We're here in the winter, basically, you know, in March. And the the beach, even on like the busiest, sunniest day when I got like above 60 degrees, there were a good amount of people. But I asked Siobhan and the other person who we met that was with her, I was like, is it in the She was like, it's elbow to elbow in the mm -hmm. summer. And like that would not be fun because then your entire summer in the tiny town that you live in like is... A, overrun by people. It's kind of funny. I was thinking that maybe we said this before, but our first three destinations are very much like Goldilocks and the three bears. Yeah. Like Lisbon, this one's too big. Like, uh, Belly Bunyan, this one's too small. Kinsale, this one's just right. Yeah, it absolutely has been that way. And, and I think it's very interesting. And for those of you, you know, who are listening to this, uh, I think 
some of you may very much resonate with how we travel, but some of you may very much be like, guys, you're spending two and a half weeks in this small town, but that's the great thing about everyone doing their own thing and it's traveling. It's called embracing you. Yeah. Oh wow. Get it's on throwing it. it back to that series that we did, huh? Yeah. Couple, so so long ago. So many episodes ago. So uh, next week in the Pranbell, we will be updating you on all of the wild things that got down <laughs> here in Ballybunion. Uh, there's some pretty crazy happenings that I went down. I will tell you. This we is showed a- up for the Ballybunion Tourism Board, by the way. They put out a call to action. We showed up. <laughs> well, we can say why because. No, I'm not. I'm not going to okay. say anything that's All in the right. second bullet point okay. here. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hope you uh, you enjoyed hearing about us getting from Kinsale to Ballybunion and just uh, arriving here, being here, enjoying the beach every single day. It has just been lovely. In the next episode, we'll tell you the second week, some things we did in Ballybunion. And then the following episode, we will be on to a new country, not what? just a new city, a new country. What? That's right. All right, so let's get into this episode, Carol. Let's talk about some of these well, let's do, self-imposed Jason. rules. It's a much shorter Pranbell, but there's a lot less going on uh, here in Ballybunion, which is okay. Yeah. Okay, so let me intro this. Uh, this idea for this episode came about because I was actually watching I was watching a video by Colin and Samir on YouTube, and they were talking about a YouTuber by the name of Emma Chamberlain. If you're on YouTube at all, you probably know who Emma Chamberlain is. I think she has like 13 million subscribers. What's funny is... I would consider myself on YouTube. And you don't know who that is. And I I mean I I do know of her. Well, there you go. That's but what I've I'm saying. never watched one of her videos. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. But I think like if you have then you probably have some understanding or like you've heard her name or something. I've heard her name, yeah. Right. And I know she has a coffee like company right. she started, like as her yeah. thing. And so they Colin and Samir, you know, I I do find their content interesting sometimes because they, they're very much way more tapped into like the TikTok kind of creator. The culture. Their, their whole thing is the creator economy, right? Yeah. So, but I, I like to keep a, a I like a, a toe. Pulse. You got a one toe One dipped toe. In. Just, yeah. I like to know what the kids are up to. And that's my vehicle <laughs> of doing it is what did we some say? millennials talking about Gen Z. What did we say yesterday what? on the, on our walk? We're like, oh, I said, stop moving so much. <laughs> we said, we know how we're getting old because I told Jason, Oh, I looked up a vlog of our next destination just to like get a feel for like what it felt like. <laughs> and it was these like Gen Zers who were at semester at sea. And this is one of their stops. Maybe there's an ocean nearby. I don't oh, know. Whoa, 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 whoa. And, and I go, I just had to stop watching it because they were just like doing the weirdest stuff. Like they were like, they were, and he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I don't know. They just were like, they kept like moving. bopping around. They kept like, moving. They just, like their style of like communicating is just like, they're bopping around their, and I was like, I was like, God, just like stay still. And Jason was like, you are getting old. We you know, are getting old. You know how you're getting old? When the kids are moving too much. When, yeah. And I was like, wow. That, Slow down. This is how you know where I'm just like, God, they're, they're just moving too fast for me. <laughs> All right, so Colin and Samir. Okay, so they're in this episode, they were talking about basically like creator burnout. They were talking about YouTube. They were talking specifically about Emma, who a few times has, or you know, a few times now has needed to just take a step back from YouTube, and, which well, pretty much everyone who creates that type of content does, who creates weekly content. But they were talking about this idea that so many YouTubers get trapped by, which is the weekly uploading schedule. And they were kind of talking about how YouTube perpetuates that because, you know, if you don't upload, then they show all your stats are going down or whatever when you take a break. Um, And it's this sort of unwritten rule, right, that you have to upload at least weekly if you want to keep the algorithm happy and if you want to see your channel grow, et cetera, et cetera. And, 
you know, I just, I thought it made me go down this place in my brain of like all these rules that we put on ourselves about things that we have to do in our business in order to keep it afloat or in order to keep it growing without really questioning those rules, right? And they actually showed this fun, funny clip of, I guess, Aziz Ansari was talking about a conversation he had with Frank Ocean. And he was like, Frank, like you're living the dream, man. Like you get to create the way everyone wants to create, which is you make an album that you like really love and then you just like dip out and you don't have to tour very much and you just, you don't have to create on this like schedule hamster. He's like, what's your secret? Like, how do you, how do you do the Frank Ocean model? And he's like, yeah, man, like you just have to be more comfortable with making less money. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what a revolutionary thought. Absolutely. And we talk about this all the time. Like, that it really is that simple. Yeah. It's like when you decide what like enough is, yeah. you're not on the hamster wheel. And so And it's not even just money. It's also no, just exactly. like you know, we have Attention. friends speaking of YouTube, like we have friends who have millions of subscribers on YouTube. And I constantly am just like, at what point do you just go, I am here. This is it. I don't need any more subscribers. Like in which case you take the power back and you go, now I get to create the way that I want yeah, to create. I might upload one video every quarter. I might upload one video every year. And like Right. You can take the time to actually enjoy the fruits of your labor. And I just think we have seen this so much personally. We've seen it close with friends. We've seen it with people that we watch and consume content from. It's just like people stay on these hamster wheels. They stay in these self-imposed rules. And what are those rules doing for them? Right. And so that's what I want to explore in this episode is... If you are listening to this podcast, you are probably already a business owner who is considering these ideas about what is enough and not chasing the hustle culture so much and really using your business as a tool to live a good life. And if you buy into all of that, then I want to use this time to take a step back and have us all question what are those self-imposed rules or assumptions that we're making in our own minds about what we have to participate in, what we have to do um, so that we can really evaluate, you know, the cost benefit analysis of some of those things so that we can strip some of them away and go, wait a second. Like, what if I just tried to do it in a different way that made me feel better? Yeah. So in like Emma's case, like they, the, the whole point that Colin and Samir said is they would recommend doing a seasonal schedule, right? Which is what we say all the time. Right. It's what we do on this podcast. We take yeah. two months off usually in the summers Summer sabbaticals, because baby. you can't just create you know, indefinitely. Well, and what's interesting about that too is like for our podcast specifically, I just told Caroline the other day, I noticed we hit a very arbitrary and unimportant milestone, which is 100,000 total downloads of our podcast all time. So there are podcasts you listen to right now that get 100,000 downloads every episode. That is not us. Um, You know, and it's what's interesting is it's almost like our podcast starts to get a little bit of traction up and then, and we, then take we take a break, a break. and then it like it doesn't have to start over but it's like then we have to regain that traction and i think for a lot of people that would be something they it's just scary. wouldn't do exactly yeah. like, they're like i don't well, want to do that i want to keep going up up yeah. and up why would but i want to go down what we have really done especially with this podcast and like our youtube channel is another even further example of this is what is the point of this thing what what are we doing this for this podcast is a way for us to connect with you the listener who wants to be thinking about online business differently, who wants to question all the societal norms and the business norms and and just to live a good life in a different way. And so if that is the goal of this show, it is not to get as many listeners as possible so we can get paying sponsors so we can make money. And that's fine if that's something that you want to do with a podcast, but we know that's not what we want to do. So really there's no point to continuing to 
upload every single week in perpetuity forever because we don't need to. Right. That's not the point of this show. And I, and I think what we really hope to get across this episode is just every part of your business, of the content you create, of the decisions that you're making is to really go, why am I doing this? And I think every one of those different things has a different answer. And you start to realize like, oh yeah, some of these things are way more important than, than others and I want to keep up with them. But something like a podcast where it's so hard to get a podcast listener to do anything because right now, listener, you're running, you're showering, you're, you're pooping, washing dishes. you're, you're washing pooping. dishes while pooping. Like <laughs> you are a multitasking queen. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, and we know just from our own experiments, like it's just not, you're not going to move the needle with someone doing something in a podcast. So why, why even try? Like why fight that uphill battle? Instead, just do what we're supposed to do with the podcast, which is just to connect with you and just right. to kind of like live a life with you in a weird way. Like I know some of you are on a run right now. Like you do a weekly run, you put us in your ears. That's amazing. I love being able to be part of that with you. Although we will probably never meet you. <laughs> like we don't know, but it you, I know that from podcasts I listen to, I feel like I'm connected to those people. Yeah, and speaking of that connection, I think also it's a part of realizing that there has to be a a partnership between you, the creator, or you, the business owner, and your audience. I think some business owners, they go so far to one side where they go, it's about me, me, me. And then other creators go too far to the other side and they go, it's all about the audience. I don't care if I run myself into the ground because I need to give the audience what they want. Right. Yeah. And it's like every, you know, it's like we show up and we deliver episodes consistently for a time period and we deliver value. And then we take a step back so that we can go fill up our own bucket and we can get excited about the show again. And that's the symbiosis. Like that yeah. is where we're tending to our needs as well as tending to the needs of the audience. And I think that creates a more sustainable model long-term yep. because both other ways that I mentioned, there's a power imbalance and people can feel that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of the thing about it. And yeah, it's, it's just questioning all of those rules and asking yourself, well, why do I, why do I think that I can't take a break? Yeah. Uh, speaking of breaks, we've got a bullet point I'm going to jump to down here. Hopefully you're not going to get mad at me for jumping bullet points. Um, one of our Waymers uh, I was having a conversation with, and she started a new podcast of her own. And she was like, you know, gung-ho on it. She was a couple weeks ahead. And then life gets in the way, and you end up not being ahead. And then all of a sudden you start to feel like this new thing you've created you're behind on. And mm -hmm. now it's like this burden that you've added to your to-do list and it's really hard to keep up with. And so what we kind of worked through and I just was chatting with her about was, well, who says you have to keep posting every single week? Like mm -hmm. you've posted for eight weeks, take a break. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a brand new podcast. So yes, every, all of the like podcast marketing gurus would be like, this is the most important time. You got to push through, you got to keep going. But for what? This is not her main focus. Her podcast has not existed before this. It is not driving revenue and traffic and audience. So it's more of just an expression of things she wants to share, connection points she wants to make. And so what we figured out was she has a, a full-time job outside of this as well. So like this is such a side project. Why don't you just do little like eight-week sprints here? So, yeah. so she she's done one eight-week sprint of posting episodes. Let's take off for four weeks. The first two weeks of that, do nothing. Yep. Don't even think about it. If ideas come up, just jot them down, but don't start recording or anything else. The next two weeks that you're off, batch some creation. Try yep. and get ahead. Build up four, six, eight weeks of episodes, whatever you can get done that's realistic. Then you're on for eight weeks. So you're promoting your podcast. You're sharing it. You're doing what have you. You're, you're in that, that mode. And then guess what? you got another four-week break coming. Yep. And we just, like, we went through this, and it was such an aha moment for her. And I loved it because it just really goes to show that 
anybody who's saying you have to do a thing a certain way, it's just, it's impossible to know if that's even going to work for you. Yeah. A couple of things on that. First of all, I love that example because it's something that I want to, I want our listeners to be thinking about through this episode is not just like what rules am I imposing, but how can I break those down? And then how can I be creative in the way that I reimagine whatever that thing is? Right. Yeah. So I think you showing her the possibilities really are endless. And this is what we try to tell people inside Wayne. We're all different. We all want different things for our lives. We all have different businesses. So really the way that our, our individuality is limitless, the, um, the amount of ways to create different rules in your own business is also limitless. So let's add a little dose of creativity to that. Let's yeah. come up with different ways and try it out and experiment. So I love that example for that reason. But I also want to say that this is, that example is also a way that advice, like, you know, be consistent with your content becomes so black and white for people mm -hmm. that they just give up, right? Because all of us know that consistency is very important in, um, you know, creating content. Sorry, I just got a phone call. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Was it important? Anything it local, good? You want to take it? Probably a local spam call. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> But um, we all know that consistency is so important in creating content, but not at the expense of your mental health or not at the expense of the longevity of whatever your show is. Yeah. I, I think what's really interesting about consistency that we have definitely learned over time, and this is, it's such difficult advice to share because no one wants to hear it in the beginning. We didn't want to hear it in the beginning. You don't want to hear it if you're at the beginning of your journey. It takes so much longer than you want or think for things to work out, yeah. for businesses to succeed, for you to make Get enough traction. money, for you to build enough of an audience. Like It just takes so much longer than we're all conditioned to believe with all of the online garbage pail space of people saying you can do it overnight or you can create a six-figure business in six months or like whatever it is. And it, I think if everybody went into this online business space, online content creation space and went... I'm on a three-year plan. Yeah. I'm on a five-year plan. Like we actually zoomed the lens out. Even just a one-year plan would be mind-blowing for some people. It's like, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to build a business. I'm going to have an offer that people want. I'm going to create an audience. But you know what? It's going to take me a year to get to my first 100 subscribers, mm -hmm. 500 subscribers, my first $1,000 a month, like whatever it is. But to zoom that lens out and not be so focused on, I'm starting a podcast and in a month, it's got to have a thousand listeners per month. Yeah, because here's what you have to realize, and this is completely off topic from the topic of the episode, but who cares, is you're saying to yourself, yeah, but I've seen those videos or those podcast episodes about people who made $100,000 on Etsy in their first year, and that can be me. And it's like, you have to remember something. I forget, what is it called? Survivor bias or yeah. something like that, where... The sh those are the stories that get told yeah. because those are the attractive stories. Absolutely. So yes, it is possible. I'm not here to tell you it's not possible. It is. But all think of the thousands, if not tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of stories that you're not seeing yeah. about the people who it did take one to three to five years. And so that's not actually to, you know, lessen your hopes. That's not to discourage you in any way. That is actually to empower you to go, if I just doubled down on patience, if I just doubled down on playing the long game mm -hmm. here, 
I would actually be so much closer to achieving my dreams because I wouldn't get discouraged when it doesn't work out. And I also wouldn't be sprinting and burning myself out in one month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, let's go to a point that's actually on the list, and you get to take charge of where we're going next. We need to do a whole episode on, like, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Hey, before you uh, get to the next point, I just want to do a little mid-roll ad here, because uh, I just got a little uh, Venmo notification that we got paid some extra money to do a mid-roll ad oh, cool. for this. Wow, real and, time. Uh, it looks like it's, yep, it's Wandering Amply Unlimited. Wow, it's open same now. sponsor, It's huh? our unboring, it's the unboring <laughs> coaching program that we're talking about wanderingaimfully.com slash join. You can join us. You can learn all these great things. You can get our coaching sessions every month, the Unboring Business Roadmap, a tea tree account included. You get a vault. You get the Wame AI coaching robot, which is really fun, the Notion starter pack, the page layout library. It's really- Now you're just saying words. It's a bevy of a barrel of monkeys that you get, (laughs) all included, wanderingaimfully.com slash join. Now let's get back to the episode. Watch this segue. Okay, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, mid-roll ads, we've really... Uh, mid-roll ads, I know. Well, they, I, they I got that down money, that the, Venmo the, popped uh, in. Sponsorship package. That Venmo popped in, and when <laughs> I saw all those zeros, it started with a zero two, which is weird, so I don't know how you Venmo someone zero dollars, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, moving on. We're not going to harp on this too long because we did a whole episode on why we're not on social media right now. Yes. But I did want to use it as a, a pretty clear example of what we're talking about in this episode, all about... Breaking those rules. Breaking those rules, or at least, you don't have to break them. You could at least just question the rules, the unwritten rules that you're abiding by. You could bend them. You could bend them. You could back them. Thank you. You could mold them. Yep. You could flip them. You could knot them. Bop them. (laughs) Twist them. Pull them. All right, let's go. (laughs) Um, So that was, that's one rule. Like, I specifically... Because you, you, this has been the history of our relationship. Let's, let's share this. I think this is really fun for people to like. Do you know what I'm about to say? I think so, yeah. Okay, well, in the history of our relationship, oh, sorry, oh. there was a bird, okay. and it reminded me of Lancelot. By birds every episode. It reminded me of Lancelot. Oh, yeah, that that's was our, our hawk back our in California. Not California. our hawk, but, you know. Anyway, we boy, like we are really, animals. the mid-roll here really <laughs> took us for a loop. Okay. So what I was going to say is, for our basically our entire relationship, the, this is ironic because when we met, you ran a social media advertising company. Yeah. But for our whole business relationship, I have believed, I would say more so in the power of social media to, you know, impact our business. And yep. you've kind of been like, you don't need it. Yep. And we've met somewhere in the middle over the years. However, recently, if you listened to our episode about social media and like why we needed to take a break, I specifically started realizing that it was really impacting my mental health in a way it had not before. So I decided to basically take like six months off. I don't even know how long it's been because I'm just like living yeah. my best life without yep. it. Yeah, um, But, you know, I we had to have some talks about it because I, I really thought to myself, I, I, I knew I wanted to take a break personally from my personal account, but yeah. I was wondering about our business account. Yeah. And I was sort of like, Jace, I don't know. We have never done an enrollment of Wayman Unlimited without social media. Which is a self-imposed media, rule, right? Like, which is a self-imposed we rule. Do a, we do an enrollment period like we're in right now, and we're on Instagram, and we're posting, and we're answering DMs, and we've done that every single enrollment for the past like six enrollments of Wayman. So for this enrollment, we are not on Instagram. Correct. And it is the first time, and I, I would love to know, uh, this is uh, putting you on the spot, but not, I don't think it's going to be right. that bad. Let's so, talk about it. Uh, so last, last enrollment period, we had a, just called a hundred people who signed up for, for Wayne. Okay. Of those hundred, 
just again, this is just spitballing. What number of those people do you think signed up because of Instagram? Do you know the number? No, no, no. I don't know the number oh, at all. Yeah, we're just... Yeah. yeah. <sighs> but if you had to say like Instagram was a part of their journey to join Okay, well, Wayne. these are two different questions. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Was a part of their journey. And, but like an important part. Like it was a necessary part we're of their journey. We're never going to be able to verify this. Which <laughs> no, is what, this but is like I just want to share this because it, it's just, it's showing the difference in how we think about it. Okay. I would say 30%. Okay. So 30 people. I would Great. say 10. Great. And, and. I think the the thing there is the reason why I bring that up is because this has been some, not a point of friction, but it has been some something of a back and forth that we could not get on the same page with. And your run in with feeling really not good about using social media right now was the perfect time for us to go. Okay, well, let's test this assumption, this self imposed rule. Let's not be on Instagram during this enrollment period, and let's see what happens. Do you know what's really funny about that Tell exercise? Me. Is now that you just put me on the spot and made me define a number to it, it's I'm like, just listen. I'm like, if you had then told me, cool, cool, cool. So would you be okay if getting 30 less people in this enrollment period, if it meant that you didn't have to create social media content? And I'd be like, sign me up. 30 <laughs> so less people. That, and that's, that's, okay, first of I was all, like, I'd be let's like, acknowledge, we would still get 70 people, let's acknowledge but the I privilege. didn't have to be on social. Let's acknowledge the fact that that's a, an amazing place to be that we don't have to get a hundred, we can get oh, 70 course, and that's course, funny. Like, I just want to call that out because it's so easy to listen to someone be like, Oh, you know, like we, you know, whatever. Um, but I agree with you. Like that is the thing. Right. And, and here's the difference. Two years ago when Wayne wasn't profitable, when we weren't making enough money, having 30 less people that, that would have been a deal breaker. Oh, like that is a, yeah. no, we, we actually need to push through. So it's also important to acknowledge where you are. There are different times on these journeys to say, now's a good time to experiment. And we, we wrote this in the, the email that went out about this, which is we couldn't do this experiment of not being on Instagram in the beginning because we needed to understand how did Instagram fit into the whole plan? Right. So once we have the offer locked in, once we have our, our sales strategy locked in, once we have our promotion, like everything locked in, then it becomes great. I've done all of these things. Now what can I strip away and see if I actually need it? And so for us, that's what we're really going to figure out with this enrollment period. And the, the good news is, knock on wood, we are two days into the enrollment period as of recording this. Our numbers are ahead of where they were last launch period. Yeah, and what it also just shared like tells me is also the reason why it's important to question all of these rules that you're abiding by is because also where is your time going to things that aren't necessary to things that aren't necessary and to things that are also like negative. Right. I think we would, I think so many people who are listening to this podcast and I know there are some of you who aren't, but I would wager to guess the majority of you. If I could throw a poll up in front of you right now, I think the data would show it do not want to be posting on social media. Like, I just think that's the reality for everybody, but it's a necessary evil for so many people. At least you think it is. And it might be because you're at the very beginning of your business and you've got to get attention. You've got to get people finding you. And like, that's a part of how we do that right now. But I do think there's this big shift in just people don't want to be on social media. And I, I think we've, we've got an episode coming up uh, that I'm actually really excited to share, which is like, if we were to start a business today, how exactly would we do it? Right. And we're going to take you through like, Every single thing that we would do right now, and that's not to say that that's a foolproof plan and it will work, but it's just like this is what we believe from our experience and what we've seen and what we would do and like how we would plan all this out. 
But anyway, I, I think this is a very interesting experiment. I'm excited to report back after this launch is over to let everyone know how this did and to see if this is something that, hey, maybe we have to eat a little bit of crow here and go, no, we have to be on Instagram. You know, like it, it actually, it moved the needle more than we thought. So we have to come back to it or we don't. But yeah. my assumption is we won't have to. Right. And the last thing that I'll say about that point is just going back to what I said about creativity is like when you, when you question those rules, I invite you to apply some creativity to what could you do instead. Right. And so, because, you know, we are saying like, oh, maybe if you're at the beginning of your business, you have to use social media because you have to get in front of people some, somehow. And to some extent, I think that is true because we want to leave the door open to say like, we're not at that place. So it's, it's not, it would be like inappropriate for us to sit here three to five years into our business and say, yeah, just give up social media, blah, 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 blah. Like you, you have to make the decision that's right for you. However, I do think it's a, it's a worthwhile thought exercise to question the rule. If you have it in your head that you have to be on social media and to go, if I broke that rule, if I said it isn't necessary, what would, what could I do instead? Yeah. So that's what it opens up when you start to question these rules is you get to apply that. What if, to everything in your business. And that's when some of your best ideas come forward because if you weren't spending all that time on the hamster wheel of content creation for Instagram, yeah. could you be in forums? Could you be doing more guest posting? Could you be could creating? You, could you go to wanderingamefit.com slash marketing and get 13 different marketing ideas that you could try that aren't social media related? Totally. And and you could, it's just, that's just our website has 13 ideas. There are plenty of other websites that have tons of other marketing ideas. That's where you have to go into research mode. Like that's where you have to go, I don't want to play by this rule anymore of being on social media. So what am I going to do So instead? what am I going to do? Like, I'm not just going to be upset because I'm not on social media and now I've like lost out on growing an audience that way. I have to take the, the power back and go, okay, what am I going to do to now grow my business in a different way? Yeah. I think another way that this shows up in people's business businesses is making up rules about what you have to deliver to your audience because you've... You mean like delivering like the the perfect amount of things with like no extras, right? Because that's what we're all doing when we start out. Your sarcasm is sometimes like a little <laughs> bit too well delivered in which me, the person who's been with you for 12 years almost every day, doesn't, doesn't quite know if you're being serious or not. So if you can make it more obvious, that'd be great. I'll close one eye when I deliver the <laughs> serious you. one thank just you. for you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So it's like you just have an offer that's just the perfect <laughs> amount of stuff. Dear listener, he's being sarcastic. Hey, I think it's just the wind is blowing. Okay. There's just some sounds happening. It's very loud though, and it feels like a bird is like like in the in our house. No, like flying. Oh, that's what it is. They're up there on the skylights. Oh, they're in the skylight. Yeah. Okay, okay, Gosh, okay. birds are really taking this today. Uh, yeah. So I think this is a point that we really want to hit home, which is, and we we've been guilty of this as well, overstuffing whatever your offer or service or product or business is with all this extra stuff because you've seen other people do it that way and they have all those things. And you also feel like you don't have the confidence behind whatever the main thing is that you want to do. So you add in a whole bunch of extra stuff, hoping that like that'll get it done. For example, you go, oh, I am going to launch a membership community. And so it has to have a, a live video every week. Yeah. And because you see all these other coaches and yeah. whoever do live video every week. And so you're like, oh, well, it wouldn't be a membership community if it didn't have like a live thing every week. Yeah. And then you go, what? what? Yeah. Who, who says? You're, you're like a couple weeks into that going, 
why am I doing this? Also, like, not that many people are showing up. Do people even want this? Right. And so I think one of the things that we want to say is kind of like the antithesis to this self-imposed rule of like overstuffing your product or service or whatever it is that you do with too much stuff is yes, in the beginning, it's really good to offer more things so that then you can strip away later. And if you're in any time into your business that is beyond the very beginning and you have some customers, ask them what they most appreciate from you. Mm -hmm. Ask them what parts of your service or your product or your offer they resonate the most with or the things that you're delivering that they care about the most, then get rid of everything else. You know what this reminds me of? Yeah, tell me. Do you remember Color Your Soul? Absolutely. So Color Your Soul was an idea that I had maybe like four or five years ago. Maybe it was five years ago. And it was this like weird mashup of like a, basically a monthly artistic subscription where you got like a, a cool art class, but then also this like digital magazine. Anyway, this whole thing. And I just stuffed it full of all it these ideas. It was the most overstuffed of stuff. I just stuffed it so full of all these ideas. And I really believe, and after about four or five months, it just became clear that it wasn't sustainable. I really wish that maybe I had taken this advice right. and just surveyed everyone yep. and said, which part of this do you like the best? Stripped it back. And, and just said, hey, like, if you're unhappy and you don't want to move forward, like, I'll give you a refund. But, like, if you want to hang around, here's what this new iteration of this is going to look like. Yeah. And I could have probably kept up with it. But I didn't because I had this rule of what I had already created in the past that that's what it was. Yeah. And I just wasn't flexible enough in evolving that. And this is what I think a lot of people fall into, right? Is they go, well, I don't want to disapp I don't want to strip things away because I don't want to disappoint anyone. I don't want to go back on my word. So what what advice would you give to someone who is feeling like whatever they're promising or whatever they, they may have promised before is not sustainable, but now they feel like it's a rule and they can't strip it back because they're going to disappoint people? Yeah, and I think the easy answer here is to like, let your audience tell you, your customer base specifically, the people who pay you money, what they want. Mm -hmm. Stop assuming that they want all of these extra things. Mm -hmm. and, and I think there's something so interesting about the lack of communication that happens between us, the creators, and our customers. Mm -hmm. We just fill in all these blanks of all the things we think they want because, A, we look at other creators like us who have all of this stuff and we go, oh, well, I have to do all that stuff too. Or B, you hear about people who like all these extra things and you go, okay, well, I have to make all those people happy. You know what? This is a side tangent, but I think a lot of times why is we- there anything, Is there anything that's not a side tangent? Like, is there a tangent that doesn't uh, go to the side? Are you saying that it's, it's- It's like an ATM machine. Right. It's redundant. It's an ATM. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is a tangent. Okay, cool. Um, it's an upside down tangent, but <laughs> <laughs> I think that the reason we don't do that, like what, what you just said about, we often don't check in with our audience. I was just asking myself, why do we do that? Cause you're so right. Like we often, you know, we give people this advice all the time. Like if you want to know what your audience wants to learn from you, write them an email of saying, what do you want to learn from me? Exactly. And I'm like, why do people not do that? And I think it's because as creators or business owners, we feel like if we don't admit that we already have an anticipation of what our audience needs, that we are somehow not good business owners or like yeah. we don't have it all figured out and we weren't, we don't know everything. And it's like the ultimate irony is that by keeping that sense of pride of not checking in with your audience because you want to look like you already can anticipate their needs and you already know it all you're missing an opportunity to have a real connection yeah. with your audience. Yeah. So it's like those who are humble enough to, to go to their audience and say, Hey, I want to know what you want to learn about or this or that. And just kind of like 
maybe lift a little bit of that ego of trying to look like you have it all together, those are the people who are going to like really have it all together. Yeah. And I think there's also just a fear there. And if I email my customers and I ask them what they want, they're going to now think, oh, I don't want to pay for this thing anymore because this person's asking me about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not a legitimate fear. That's a fear that you're just thinking is going to be a problem instead right. of actually just like putting the question out there. And I think for us, like we saw this with Wayne when we made the adjustment to do monthly coaching mm-hmm. and it was just an assumption. No one had said, I want monthly coaching from you, but we just said, let's try this for six months. Let's kind of put everything else that's in Wayne in the background and let's see if this is the thing that people actually want. And sure enough, we were correct. Now, all the assumptions we had before that that we tried were incorrect. Mm-hmm. So this was one where, you know, like Tea Tree was at the forefront of Wayne for a long time. And it just wasn't enough for people to join to feel like that was worth the value to continue to pay for when they could just pay less money and get Tea Tree on its own. But I feel like we really found this good mix of what people wanted by going and experimenting. And I think for you listening to this, whatever your services or your products are, or the things that you have lots of stuff going on, email your customers and ask them, to rank the things that you have. Ask them what their favorite thing is. Ask them the thing that like they wish they could get 10 more of every single month. Mm-hmm. And then ask them for the thing that they like the least and have a little bit of thick skin in preparation for that to know, oh, this thing I've been doing maybe for years, people don't actually care about. My digital magazine art class <laughs> subscription, you don't want it? Is it because you can't say it? <laughs> is it because you can't explain what it is to is another human being? Is it because I made it and I still five years later can't fully explain it? <laughs> okay, guys, here's what Color Your Soul is. It's a digital magazine subscription, but it's heart-centered to your aura. And every month you're going to feel a prison that just explodes inside the galaxy, which is your mind. But think of it as art, though, okay? Just say, go back to art. <laughs> so buy, you want to buy? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that's a lot of the different rules I'm stuff we crying. wanted to talk about. One of the things I wanted to just kind of like uh, tie Wrap in here with. or just talk about is just the, this idea of staying on any content treadmill. I know we talked about this earlier, but I, I did this so much with my I Wear Your Shirt business. Mm-hmm. And that was a business that I ran 10 plus years ago now, which is crazy to think it was that long ago, where I just every single day had a video I had to create and had a sponsor I had to talk about. And I'm the one who made that up. Right. And I backed myself into this corner. And, and I've talked about this before in other episodes, but like I went from a nine to five job that felt terrible to building a career dungeon around myself with my own business. Right. And so I actually made it worse for myself by putting all this extra work on my plate that no one asked well, for. Well, how many years in a row did you do every day, including weekends? Three? Eight, 889 days straight Is without a break. Is that three years? That's over three years. Or it's over two years. That was my first break, though. Like, I had a weekend off. Then I kept going. Back to daily. For It was a four-year thing right. with, so like, one So basically for four years. Yeah. You worked every single day. Every single day. So for those who don't know like the backstory of I Wear Your Shirt, I won't go into the whole thing, but just imagine every single day for four years having to create a YouTube video. Yeah. Having to they do were a, shitty videos, by the whatever, way. Whatever. <laughs> but you still had to make yeah. it. Have You had to edit it. Yeah. Having to write a blog post, having to um, post on Facebook, yeah. having to do a live TV streamed show yeah. for an hour every day for four years. Like... And you, and, and why? also run a business, like right. answer emails. And even though yeah. it was running you into the ground, why? Because you had made up in your mind this rule yes. that I wear your shirt was a daily business. What's crazy about that, and we, we've talked about this in like other episodes and, and we've had so many conversations about it, 
I think back on like, had I started that business or at least realized after the first year, like this isn't sustainable. Let me just move to like a four days a week sponsor or like every other day or like something like that or once a week and like figure out a better pricing model. I could have done that business for so much longer and actually like enjoyed the, yeah. the idea of it. And, and what we know now is like influencer marketing, but like being so early on that and having so much fun talking because it was really a fun thing to share the stories of these businesses. And, and it just, it, it burned me out completely. And I think that that's why so many of you listening to this are so burnt out on using Instagram, writing emails, creating video content, you know, uh, designing, you know, websites for different clients. Like you don't enjoy doing the work anymore. And it's because there's these self-imposed rules that you won't let go of, of how often you have to do these things. Right. And, and I think really what this all stems back to, like, to figure out how to remove that stuff is to just go, what is my enough number every single month on money that I have to make to pay the bills? Like, especially right now, if you're in a position where maybe things aren't super profitable, it's like, what, let me just go back to my minimum number and, and start there. Okay, well, how many clients do I need for that? How many courses do I need to sell for that? How many, you know, how many hours do I need to work to make this happen? Oh, it's a lot less than I've been doing. Let me strip away some of these things and actually gain some of my time and sanity back. Then let me kind of refigure, okay, how can I make this business grow beyond just what I need in the minimum? Okay, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. And remove all this extra stuff that's not serving you and that's driving you, frankly, like into a bad place. Like you just don't feel good about things and you don't have any time for anything. And so I think that's the, the kind of big takeaway here is just to understand why you're doing all these things. Yeah. Look at all these self-imposed rules. Look at all these rules from comparing yourself to other business owners. And hopefully none of you are comparing yourselves to us. Probably not because we're just super weird and we do things just very differently than most people. But just to go, do I need to be doing it this way or is there a way that's less and doesn't take up as much time? Yeah. I, I really think this is one of the rare episodes where there's a clear action to take from this, which is write those down, like spend 15, 30 minutes thinking about these self-imposed rules, whether it's, uh, you know, frequency rules about how often you need to post, whether it's platform specific, I have to be on X, Y, and Z platform, mm -hmm. whether it's, uh, the way that you set up your work day, I have to start work at 9am or I have to work Monday through Friday or all of these assumptions and rules that we place on ourselves, list them all out on a piece of paper and then go through and ask yourself, do I really believe that? Or is there a different way? And yeah. maybe ap ap apply some creativity to go to Jason's example about, okay, maybe I don't have to post every week of my podcast indefinitely. Maybe I can do eight week seasons or, yeah. you know, all of these different things. So that's my goal for each of you listening to this is just to do that exercise. We hope that if anything, it just gave you some fun things to think about and, Sorry, my brain's not working. <laughs> no, you did a great job. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We always appreciate hearing from you. So if you got any good value from this, send us an email, hello at wanderingainfleet.com.